hell, this is bad vibes. Before we start today's video, I just wanted to let you know that I just released this new merch design. And also, I started a second channel for fictional stories. So this channel will just be true stories going forward. Both will be linked in the description. Today's video are the scary Home Alone stories, which happen to be my favorite. Joining me today is a very good friend, Fiddith22. Make sure you go check him out and sub to his channel. His link will be in the description. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. One of my childhood homes had a balcony that was attached to both my mother's bedroom and mine via a big double glass door in each of our rooms. Next to the balcony were two trees, one I would often climb up and down from my balcony. This balcony faced out towards the streets. One night when I was 13, my brother and mother weren't home. I was reading in bed with a very dim reading light. I heard what sounded like something moving in one of the trees outside, but it didn't worry me because possum and bats are common in our area. Now, I had thin curtains on the glass doors that separate my room and the balcony. As I mentioned previously, the doors faced out towards the street where the street lamp light was always visible through my curtains. Shortly after hearing the rustling noises from the tree, I see a shadow slowly move past my doors, at which point I immediately turn off my reading light and freeze like a deer in headlights. The shadow is tall, so it wasn't one of our neighborhood kids that I'm friends with. And it wasn't my mother, which is five feet tall. The person moved slowly, creeping as if they were trying not to be noticed. They wouldn't likely be able to see into my room, but I could see them thanks to the streetlights behind them, creating a dark silhouette. They moved past my doors and out of sight. I sat there, unable to move or even think about what to do, other than being absolutely still. That is until I heard another sound. The sound of someone trying to open the glass door, my mom's doors, to the balcony. I didn't know if she had locked them or not, and I wasn't taking any chances. I moved as quickly and as silently as I could to my bedroom door and locked it. I listened for what the person was doing now. They were still jiggling the glass door handle, but it sounded like the doors weren't opening. I felt relief. This person couldn't get in, surely. All I had to do was wait for them to realize that, and then they would leave, right? Well, I heard light footsteps moving back along the balcony to my set of glass doors until I saw his shadow stop directly in front of them. Again, I froze. He couldn't see me. He couldn't know that I see him. I saw the shadow of a hand reach up to the door handle and my heart stopped. Had I actually locked these doors myself today? I was out there earlier. What if I forgot? The seconds leading up to him grabbing the handle felt like an eternity. But thankfully, when this person tried to open the door, it did not open. It was locked. I sighed such a sigh of relief. I was worried that he had heard it. After this, he began pacing the length of the balcony. I didn't have a mobile phone, as my mom thought I was too young to have one yet. And the landline was on the other end of our house. But I was too scared to take my eyes off this person, even to call for help. I was slightly crying, tears falling down my cheeks, as I internally prayed that they would just leave. Then I heard him stop moving. He then said, I could just break the glass, you know. Before I could even process this, I saw a car headlights turn around the corner of my street, then stop at our property gate. My mom was home. The person moved out of sight and I heard a loud thump as they jumped off of it. My mom came inside and I was hysterical and barely coherent 
and telling her what just happened. Eventually, I got the message across, and she called the police. They never found or caught anyone, but my neighborhood reported a truck in the street that matched the description of a truck that had been recently reported for attempting to abduct a child near my school a block away. Since I walked the short distance daily, the police suspected that he followed me or saw where I lived and waited for me to be home alone. So this happened last night. I'm a female, 25, and live alone in an apartment in not a very good part of my city. I was laying in bed watching Criminal Minds when the phone to the door to my apartment complex rang. It's a locked door, so visitors have to be let in. So it rang four or five times, and I wasn't expecting anyone. It was about 10 p.m., so I didn't open the door or answer the phone. I called my mom and told her I felt a bit scared. I have a history of abusive relationships and have been diagnosed with PTSD. My mom told me that it was probably just a neighbor who forgot their key or something. Then I heard the elevator come up so I went to go look through the peephole on my door. I saw a man in dark clothes and a hoodie get out of the elevator and walk towards my door. I freak out and told my mom who was still on the phone with me. She told me to step away from the door so I went to my bedroom. That was when the man started pulling on the door handle and then proceeded to pound on my door. I was really freaking out at this point, whispering to my mom what was happening. She told me to go lock myself in the bathroom while she called the police on my sister's phone. The police told my mom to tell me to mute my phone and hang up the call with her so they could call me. I did and they called and told me to stay locked in the bathroom and to be quiet. At that same time, I could still hear the man trying to get in. The woman told me that they had a police on patrol only a couple minutes away. I was in full panic at that moment. After what felt like forever, the woman on the phone told me that two police officers were outside my door, so I had to get out of the bathroom and open the door for them. I was crying and hyperventilating when they entered. One of the officers stayed in my apartment for a while when the other searched the building. They never found the man, so here I am today, still freaking out of not knowing who the man was or what he wanted. I think I should preface this story by saying I'm the oldest of three kids, and a female with two younger brothers. At the time of this event, I was about 13 years old, while my brothers, Keith and Landon, were 11 and 7 respectively. For most of our lives until that point, my mom had been staying at home, but with all of us now being middle school age, she had gone back to work, while my father worked full time as well. This meant that I was often home alone with them. I came home from my middle school and was there to supervise them, as my young, bossy self loved to do. It was the first summer of my mom working, and we were adjusting to those long days of no one being around to drive us to visit friends or dropping us off at the mall. While we at first relished our freedom, all three of us eventually realized that with a lack of supervision, came limitations on available entertainment. We lived in a small suburban town, and while we had neighbors, most of them were deemed either too old or too young to play with. Because of this, we often spent time playing video games or shooting hockey pucks at our garage door, waiting for our mom to get home, to drive us to sleepovers we had planned that day, or to buy the latest Call of Duty disc to keep us occupied for another few weeks. 
It was one of those lazy, boring days that will never leave my mind. My brothers and I decided that today we were going to put our rabbits on its new leash we had bought it and take him outside to play. I was finishing strapping on the harness that was intended for a cat while Keith was watching the Weather Channel on TV. It was one of his favorite pastimes, and one of the few moments he would sit still and was able to tame his ADHD. I finished leashing up Fluffy, and we walked outside. Keith proceeded to tell me about the thunderstorms that were set to come in that afternoon. Classic, I know. He added that the woman on TV had said, A few storms may be severe. We were used to those summer storms, and knew we still had time to be outside before any hint of rain even started. While we were outside, our neighbor's son came over to say hi. He was close to Keith's age, and they were pretty friendly with each other. He and Keith took off down the street on their bikes, and I was left with Landon and Fluffy in our front yard. We sat out there for a while, myself reading my newest library book while Landon altered between petting Fluffy and kicking a soccer ball as hard as he could at the garage. I watched the storm clouds roll in, waiting for the moments when I would have to summon both brothers and head inside. That came about half an hour later, and Keith had returned with his bike. We put everything in the garage and went back into the house. As was our pre-storm ritual, we broke out the popcorn machine and made a nice buttery batch, or three, before taking three dining room chairs and turning them towards the bay window that faced the street. We loved to watch the storms from this window, and had a perfect view of the darkening sky. Not too soon later it began to rain, then pour, as happens with those dark clouds. I remember this storm was not particularly horrible or anything like that, but I still had this weird feeling in my gut, as though something was wrong. I pushed it aside, and continued throwing popcorn in my mouth as lightning began to strike. Again, it was not a particularly bad storm, and we did not get hit by the severe part of it, but it lasted a while and it was pretty dark out. That was when my brothers and I heard a sharp knock at the back door and then the doorbell began to ding rapidly. The way our house was set up, we were facing the street, but could not see into our driveway due to a large tree blocking that side of our view. Because of this tree, we had not seen anyone approach the back door, so it took us by surprise. I thought it might be a neighbor who got caught in the rain. Perhaps they had lost power and needed something. I got up and started walking to the back door, but paused to do our safety check. There was a window on the side of the house that faced the breezeway where the back door was. It was not directly to the door, but if I stood and craned my neck, I could see whoever was standing at the door and ringing the bell. My mother made sure to teach us this trick and tell us to do it every time we went to answer the door to make sure it was someone we knew. As I stretched upwards to see who it was, I felt my heart drop. I could still feel that sense of dread even saying this now. At the door stood a large man in a black hoodie. He was pressing his face to the glass window pane on the door, cupping his hand above his head, and trying to look into our kitchen. I quickly dropped away from the window and went into big sister mode. I gathered Keith and Landon from the dining room and told them to go set up the Xbox in the basement so we could play some games. I said the storm was boring and that mom said we could have extra screen time. With that, they got up, 
but I directed them away to the basement stairs the long way, the way they kept them out of sight of the back door's window. I told them I would be right down. I was just going to make some more popcorn. Now this was before I had a cell phone and the landline was in the kitchen attached to the wall, so if I wanted to call someone, I would be in direct sight of the man at the back door. I was trying to figure out what to do when I heard the loudest bang sound coming from the back door. Without thinking, I grabbed a fire poker from my fireplace and ran towards the back door, waving it wildly around my head. I saw the man had taken a wooden bat and was beating at our door, perhaps trying to beat the lock. I'm not really sure. I waved the iron rod in my hands widely and screamed, hoping to call his bluff. I've called the police, and they're on their way. Get off my property before they get here. I must have looked pretty pathetic, but I think I startled the man. He looked up at me, pausing his beating of the bat. He appeared to be startled, and I was glad. He dashed away from the door and ran up the sidewalk. I was so relieved to have him gone that I forgot all about actually calling the police, and instead ran downstairs to meet my brothers and play Xbox and try to forget about the incident. I also didn't tell my mom and told my brothers not to, as I didn't want her to stop working, or even worse, hire a babysitter. Thinking about this now, years later, I don't really know how I drove the man away. Perhaps he didn't want to get caught by the police, or maybe I just looked so crazy that he decided against trying anything again. I have no idea what he wanted, but my best guess is that he wanted to break in during the storm, probably to rob us and make a getaway while our neighbors that were usually outside were staying out of the rain. Whatever his intentions, I'm glad seeing a 13-year-old girl did not make him want to come inside more, and I hope that I will never meet him again. I used to live in a town in North Texas on the border of Oklahoma, and in this particular town, there's a lot of rundown areas. So back when I was 20, I was living in one of these areas in an old apartment complex with my girlfriend at the time. So long story short, the area is known for a pretty big bit of crime. And having lived in Oak Cliff, known as the really bad part of downtown Dallas, I wasn't too worried about it. One night I was off work, and I had been reading the book Shotgun for a while in the living room. After about a good two or three hours of reading, I realized I had to go to the bathroom. I put the book down and got up to walk to the back of the apartment, which has two rooms and a bathroom. The moment I get to the entryway of the hallway, I notice muddy shoe prints on the floor facing the living room where I had just been laying down on the floor reading. Immediately, I get into alert mode and get against the wall because I'm assuming this guy or girl is still in my apartment. I follow these footsteps back to my bedroom, which is just a small room with one window on a brick wall near the top of my bed. And I notice that the footprints come from and lead back to the window across my bed. For a long time I pace through my house searching for the person and not once can I find anyone which is probably the thing that creeped me out the most because the only way in or out of the apartment is through the front door in the living room where I was laying on the floor. The even weirder thing was, and I know this isn't going to sound legit, is that I had a big throw blanket folded and tucked up over my window that was pushed back in place in front of the locked window. Someone had to have opened the window, climbed inside to make their way into the apartment, walk all the way to the end of the hall, and notice me there. 
At the time, I was a pretty built guy, but laying on the floor the way I was, I had my back to the hallway. I couldn't sleep for weeks, and even though my girlfriend was worried about it, she hadn't been there when it happened, so after a while, she got annoyed by my nervousness and suggested we move. After a few years, I got over it, but sometimes I catch myself wondering why he didn't go any further or how the hell he broke in in the first place. We rent a house in a gated community type setting, just without an actual gate. You aren't allowed to solicit services of any kind in this community. That's largely because it's in a pretty not great area of town and several robberies took place via assholes pretending to sell shit. Anyway, I work the second shift so I sleep in the early mornings before work. My roommate crept into my room one morning around 11am and whispered, Don't answer the door. Someone's out there. So I went to go check. A fairly large man was banging on my door and trying to knob rather aggressively before running to our neighbor's house and doing the same thing. Then came back to our door like he was trying to force his way inside. He wasn't wearing a uniform. I yelled out that there was no solicitating and to go away. Bad move on my part because it just enraged the man who then went fucking unhinged standing in the road screaming. I just want to talk. Open up. Open the fucking door. I want to talk. He was running around and trying even harder to get into my house and the neighbors. I then noticed a gold colored car parked in the middle of the road, blocking the entrance of vehicles coming and going. It was extremely out of place. The driver had a hoodie pulled over his face and was slumping down in the seat. I took my roommate to her room and we locked the door and called the police who were quick to send officers our way. The entire time we waited for them, the angry man kept knocking at the door, going around to the windows and trying doorknobs of our house and our neighbors while screaming that he just wanted to talk. As soon as the squad cars came, the angry man jumped into the gold car. The officers spoke for a while, out of earshot, then they followed the gold car out of the housing area. The other officer told us that the men claimed to be with the energy company They were able to produce a business card and were issued some kind of warning about not coming back. We were told to call immediately if the men returned and urged not to answer the door for anyone we didn't know. I don't know what those men were up to, but we're certainly not selling cost-efficient energy. The license plate on the car that drove up was from New York. I don't live anywhere near New York. One night when I was 12 or 13, my parents were gone for a while and I was staying up really late on my desktop computer waiting for them to come home. Like most people, I had been told a million times not to talk to strangers on the internet, but about half of my friends list on MSN were people I had never met before, so I was just chatting with a bunch of them. Out of nowhere, one of my online friends told me exactly what I have been doing for the past hour or two. What I was eating, drinking, playing with, and when I had gotten up last. Things I had not mentioned in the chat. I instantly got a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. My desktop was set up in the front of a big window. So as far as I knew, this person I had been talking to that had supposedly lived in a different country had found my address and been watching me through the window. I was scared and alone. Turns out he just hacked into my webcam. I always left it plugged in and had been warned not to do so. 
and had been frequently watching me through it whenever he wanted. It's been 10 years and I still have all the cameras and devices covered with duct tape. A few years ago, two of my good friends, females in their 20s, lived together in an apartment building that looked at an identical building across a small courtyard. A new guy had moved into the apartment across from them and he was unpacking and cleaning, completely naked, with the blinds open. They were on the balcony and noticed this. He saw them looking and smiled. They waved and had a laugh and promptly went inside. Note, the apartment layout. The front door opened into the living room, and the bedrooms were to the right of the living room. A few minutes later, they hear a knock on their door. Friend one looks through the peephole, and it's the guy. He had actually figured out which apartment was theirs and came over. He was wearing clothes at this point. Friend one runs through friend two's room and says, What the fuck? That guy is at the door. He knocks again, then starts jiggling the door handle, and they remember that the door was unlocked. Scared now, friend one says she's going to run to lock the door. Right as she runs out there, they hear the door jiggle and the door open. The guy yells, hello, into the apartment. They instinctively crouch down on the side of the bed that was blocked from the living room's view and hide, but they didn't have time to close the bedroom door. They clearly hear him walk through the apartment and walk around the living room, then back out the front door. A few seconds go by and they work up the courage to peek into the living room. Nobody is there. Then he knocks again. Knowing that he's out of the apartment, friend one runs and locks the doors as fast as she could. When he hears the sound of the lock, he yells through the door, I know you're in there. He knocks and jiggles the door handle for another minute or so straight as they contemplated what to do, but he eventually leaves. Honestly, this sounds scarier typing it out and I think we underreacted. They were embarrassed about the whole situation so they didn't want to call the police or management but they did stay at my place that night. Luckily there were no more further issues. I was sitting in our living room watching TV one night when no one else was home. In the kitchen we have a refrigerator that has dual doors to open and a lot of decorations all over it including a small magnet chime thing. I'm sitting there when I hear the chimes ringing slightly, so I mute the TV and listen thinking maybe my family member was home. Nothing happened so I turned the volume back up and kept watching TV. A minute later I hear the sound of someone sneezing in our kitchen and it didn't sound like any of my family members. I tense up and thought someone had broken into my home. I'm shaking at this point and I'm being quiet and listening. A few moments go by and I hear the refrigerator door open and then slam shut so hard that I could hear the glass jars rattling. I ran to the kitchen ready to whoop someone's ass and there was nothing. I told my family about it and they just said I was paranoid but we've had guests come over to the house and say it feels weird in there. It happened three years ago. Right when we were having our house restored, there was scaffolding everywhere outside the house, which has two stories. There was a wood panel in front of my window, which overlooks the street, so it wouldn't be damaged by the coating, but all the other panels had been taken off, so my window was the last one that was still protected. It was the weekend, and that night my parents were having dinner with some friends who were living outside of town. 
and I was alone with my sister and her boyfriend, who slept in the bedroom right above mine. We were all exhausted and went to bed around 10pm. As usual, as a typical 19 year old, I still wanted to watch an episode of a TV show, but there was a festival a few blocks away with loud music, so I decided to put on my headphones. I was about 20 minutes into the episode when I heard some metallic noises outside, like the scaffolding was shaking. I took off my headphones and listened for a moment. The noises were still there, but very discreet. Now, I have severe anxiety, and I'm pretty used to things feeling a bit off. So I try to rationalize everything. Otherwise, it's too overwhelming, and I'll go full panic mode, so... So I told myself, Okay, it must be the wind. Nothing to worry about. I put my headphones back in and resumed my episode. Barely a minute later... My sister barged into my room. No need to tell you, I jumped like someone had yelled into my ears. I was super annoyed at first, but she seemed stressed, so I took off my headphones again. And then she whispered, There are three guys right outside your window. Didn't you hear them? I thought it was some kind of sick joke, but she was dead serious. I got out of bed and then saw her boyfriend came down too. We stared at each other in silence for a few seconds and I heard voices, quiet, hushed voices. I was literally frozen with fear, and I started shaking. My sister immediately took my phone and called the cops because I was too panicked to say anything, and she didn't want her boyfriend to call because she was scared the cops wouldn't come if it was a man who called. She made sure to speak very loud so the man outside would hear and explain there were three guys who were trying to break into our house via the scaffolding and that we were two women alone. Guess what the cops said? Yeah, well, can't you just open another window and tell them to go away? My sister told them it was out of the question, asked them to come, and the cops made it damn clear they wouldn't because of the festival, even though our house was just a few blocks away from it. My sister eventually hung up, since there was nothing we could do to convince them. Then we were kind of desperate so we resorted to our last option. Our dog. She was used to the noises of construction work, so she stayed quiet the whole time. We brought her upstairs into my room. She must have felt her anxiety, because when she heard the voices this time, she started barking like crazy. Almost as soon as she barked, we heard really loud noises this time, meaning they were getting back down the street. We waited a few minutes and then went to the next room to mine, and carefully opened the window to see if they were gone. They were ten meters away, looking at the house. When they saw us looking, they started walking away like nothing happened. They turned left, then came back. Went right, came back. And finally walked towards the other end of the street, watching our house. We didn't sleep until my parents came back three hours later, just in case. While we were waiting for them, my sister told me that when she first heard the noises, she turned around in their bed and saw them at their window. Apparently they checked the house from the outside, saw my sister and her boyfriend, and still decided to try to break in. Turns out, the construction workers forgot to take off the ladder that granted access to the scaffolding. So, if your house or building is being restored, keep an eye on those ladders. Make sure they're taken off each night. I was home alone when I was like 9 or 10, whichever you are in 5th grade, 
It was literally the second day that my mother allowed me to just walk home from school rather than stay in the after school program. The phone rings, voice on the other end asks for David. I tell them sorry, wrong number. As a weird but relevant aside, we got consistent wrong numbers when I was a kid because our home phone line was one digit off from H&R Block, the tax prep service. So I had developed a sort of standard cadence to wrong number calls. It almost went, H&R Block? Sorry, wrong number. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. So I'm on the line waiting for him to say, oh, I'm sorry. Instead, he starts yelling at me saying that he needs to speak to David and he knows that David's there. I told him that I have two Uncle Davids, but neither of them are there. The guy starts cursing and ranting in what, in hindsight, was pretty clearly driven by meth. So I'm already pretty spooked, having never really encountered a full crazy person in my life. And then he starts describing my house. He starts telling me that it's white with brick pillars on the green porch, red doors, and there's a white dog in the backyard. He concludes the call with, I know you're lying and I'm gonna come get your ass. In the next 30 seconds, I rush to get a knife from the kitchen, call my mom, and look frantically out the front of the house. Then there's banging, kicking at the door. I screamed at a pitch I didn't realize I could, and ran into the bathroom that had the only locking door, and stayed there till my mom got home. When I heard the garage open and my mom call out for me, I started sobbing and ran to her with a knife in hand. When I got older, I found out from my mom that Uncle David, the guy I was looking for, was a pretty bad drug addict for years, and that's why I hardly ever saw him. He probably gave someone he owed money to a bad address slash number. Thanks, Uncle David. Seven-year-old me was playing with a doll that I got for my birthday in the doorway of my apartment on the third floor of a three-story building. My dad was outside in the parking lot working on his car, as he often did, and me playing in the hall was pretty common as I had friends who lived directly across from me who I was waiting for to come home and play with. It was the 80s, so being unsupervised was more acceptable. Suddenly, this man I'd never seen before walked up the stairs and approached me, asking where my parents were. I told him my dad was outside in the parking lot and my mom was at work. I assumed it was a friend of my sister's who was in her 20s as he looked the same age. He said he couldn't just leave me alone and picked me up and threw me over his shoulder. I figured he was overreacting and taking me to my dad, but he made his way to the opposite door from the parking lot towards the side street where his car was. Just then, my dad turned a corner, as he just happened to have gone over to the other side to secretly smoke a joint, and asked the guy what was going on. The guy put me down and said something about thinking I needed help, and took off. My dad being stoned didn't really react beyond what the fuck, okay. Kidnapping attempt foiled. My sister didn't know him, and she was living with her boyfriend in another city. I was home alone one night in middle school. I was in my room, which was right above our kitchen, and I was watching TV. I had already shut the lights off downstairs, cause I eventually was gonna fall asleep and didn't want to get yelled at for leaving them on. So I'm laying there in my bed, and the family dog, a Chesapeake Bay Retriever, was laying next to me when I hear the cabinet doors open and shut. It wasn't like they all opened at once and then shut. It was more like one shut after another for a few seconds. 
I froze and looked at my dog, who at this point was an old lady. She was perked up and looked at me. I peeked outside the window that overlooks the driveway and didn't see anything. Now I didn't think anyone was in the house because while our dog was lazy, she was a great guard dog and she would have responded to the door or whatever. So after a few seconds, the dog gets up and starts moving towards the stairs and I decided to fully follow, confident that if anyone was down there, she would scare them. I grab my softball bat and my cell phone and follow her downstairs. As we come downstairs, I notice the lights are on in the kitchen and I dial 911 because I know I shut the lights off prior to going upstairs. When we get to the kitchen, the cabinet doors were all open, which was obviously not how I left it. That's why I noticed that the door was still locked, so I thought whoever did this was still in the house. So I quickly ran upstairs to my parents' closet and called my parents and told them what's up. They came home and obviously didn't find any trace of anyone being in the house. We still don't know why the lights were on and the cabinet doors were open, but we did have some other paranormal-like occurrences happen around that time, so we chalked it up to a household ghost. I rented a cheap bi-level duplex in a bad neighborhood for about three and a half years so that I could save up money to buy a house. First thing I did after unpacking from moving in was bolster the security. I changed the deadbolt on the front door and installed a locking doorknob in place of the crusty non-locking one that was there. All the windows were old, shitty, aluminum slider style windows with horrible locks and the back door was a patio door going straight onto the deck. So I bought some hardwood, 1x4s and 2x4s, and cut pieces to put in the windows and door tracks so that any potential intruders would have to break the window rather than simply opening them to gain entry. I'm convinced that the past tenant was a drug dealer. In the first six months, I had four separate instances of tweakers knocking on my door looking for Sam. A couple of tweakers stepped off when I told them that nobody named Sam lived there. Two others got worked up. Asked where Sam had gone and where was he living, which I responded that I rented this place and had no idea who Sam is. After being visited by these tweakers, I doubled my efforts to ensure that all doors were locked at all times. I still forgot to lock the door once in a while and had a very creepy experience one night after forgetting to lock it. I was in the middle of cooking dinner one dark evening and went to the washroom. After washing my hands, I exited the washroom and came back into the kitchen to see a middle-aged Asian man dressed in all black coming up the stairs from the entrance into my kitchen. Who the hell are you? I asked, startling him. He said he was there to fix the toilet. I was sure I was going to die, but figured I ought to talk to the guy for a few seconds before lunging for a kitchen knife and trying to fight for my life. The guy explained that the landlord, Gary, had sent him to fix the toilet. I told him that Gary wasn't my landlord and my toilet was working fine. He asked for the address he was at. I gave him the address and he started to apologize profusely, saying he had the wrong address. He biked down the stairs cautiously, put his boots on, and sheepishly left the duplex. I'm still not sure if he was looking for Sam to square up some unpaid drug debts and left when he realized Sam wasn't there. If he was looking for a woman to prey on found me instead and had reconsidered his insidious plan or if he was really some poor sap who walked into a stranger's house while on a mission to fix a toilet for Gary but I never mistakenly left the door at that place unlocked again. <laughs>